0: Well, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I didn't actually uh, like really like read Twitter or follow anyone in it for about a year or so. I, I had this this notion that, you know, you ever do that thing? Maybe y'all don't, but you, you're waking up in the morning, uh, you're having your coffee and you just think like, why did I, why, why am I out there? I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to have people talking to me and replying things. And yet here I am, I keep doing this. So a while ago, I was just like, all right, well, all I'm going to do is just just use Twitter for shameless uh, self promotion, which I have done. I don't know if you, except for today and maybe yesterday or something. If you look at my stream, it's just links to my stuff. I never really like put anything oh, valuable goodness. in there, and it really is Corporate just uh, that promotion. That's right. That's right. But you know, in the back of my head, uh, you know what what with the job that I have and the community that I'm in, I'm always thinking, you know the only way people ever know anything is is because uh it's in twitter so i really should be following this massively interesting uh social media uh channel uh and so i feel like i've gone back in there and i've just selectively added a few people and uh i don't know the
1: axel rose impersonation he's got like 40 million followers and he follows zero
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that, that you know, the only person that I followed for a long time because uh, it's it's private is I followed the Bruce Sterling account because you know yes he, he has to like. Read. Yeah,
1: my, my rule is I only follow people if I actually know them and they're likely mm. to respond to me if I message them. Everyone yeah. else, I have like private lists and I do the multi tab thing and yeah, um, yeah, tweet bots, right? But it but sounds Bruce like Sterling, it feels like you've
2: been brought back under like gunpoint. I don't, I don't feel like you have to like, you shouldn't feel, I guess, no, I would say no you, you uh, shouldn't feel like obligated if you, it's not. No, anything, I don't, I don't, I don't right? feel
0: obligated. I've just, you know, I've been, uh, you know, every, every a few times a year, like we work on uh, putting together some conversations. Conferences and selecting speakers, you know, also the, my team uh, has been hiring people. I think we, we now have an open job for a, uh, a Java or spring developer advocate, Ooh. if you want to join uh, for that. But, you know, I realize like, not only do I not really like know anyone anymore. Like if you were to ask me <laughs> to name, I would just be like, I have no, I, I don't fucking know uh, like, uh, you know, those Paul, I know him. He does stuff, (laughs) but I don't, I don't really know like people who in our, in our world. And I feel like the only way, like, I'm curious, I want to know these people. The only way you know them is just because they like, you know, write stuff on Twitter. And then, and then also the people that I do know, I don't know what they're up to. It's not like I catch up with them. Right. And, and that's just sort of like, that's where our like little world like runs around in the, uh, in the Twitter world there. So I, gotta, I need to try a little bit harder. So far, I'm up to 19 people that I'm following. Uh, I need to figure out. Well,
2: who, now, what uh, is, how does, so everyone can, uh, can figure out how to crack the code. What gets you a follow from Kote? What is the, well, what's the rubric, oh, yeah. the algorithm? What is the Kote algorithm to get a follow?
0: Now, I'm pretty sure I followed you too so oh, good, good that right, but hosting a while.
2: podcast together gonna be a high bar <laughs>
0: going to be like you're going... wait, wait. Do you are gonna have three thousand
2: people on this podcast at once although no
0: no i don't follow kim on twitter because she doesn't what? use twitter anymore okay but you know maybe i'll go <laughs> but you, like you, you, you didn't even bother staying subscribed just in case she
1: accidentally posts and...
0: no 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 i mean it was a lot of work to get down to zero because you can't batch unfollow so you basically have to find some time Oof. during like, you know, Oof. an all hands meeting or that's, something to uh, just sit there and like brutal. click on it. All but, right, so uh, host the yeah. podcast,
2: what what's the other criteria? Yeah. What, what else do you I mean, you, you know, for?
0: I've I've added people that I've known for a long time, like I have uh, I have Andrew Clay Schaefer on there. I've got James Governor at Red Monk. I, uh, I don't know some other people I need to go in and add Charles, uh, old drunken, retired Charles. Okay. So but, like know friends, I, I, basically
2: friends or previous or no, right, not right. previous and acquaintances, acquaintances of some
0: kind. Now there's yeah. some other people and, and this is, I'm wiggling out of your question, but I, I found myself sitting down Well, I'm always sitting down, but I found myself spending time to like go through and, and find people to follow. But I realized I need to do it more organically or I'm going to end up to Brandon's point with gratuitous people. I need to just as I see things that that are people I need to add them that that I think are good and I think that will be a good ramp up cuz you know uh I might have some former workers I don't know <laughs> I don't really have that many cuz I'm telling you I'm doing it organically no like trying a, to organically no. get back in there so
2: like I would say something like once you've kind of you uh, sounds like you're back to like a core base right so now you start mm, to see right potentially what those people either retweet or post, right? And then that will yep, slowly yep. get you some exposure to some other people. And then if you see somebody that's putting out like two or three groups, great pieces of tweets or content or whatever, right? Then that's a cut sign. I like it. I think that's a
1: fair do, a fair do, way to go. Do you have people you follow, but you just muted them. So in case they look, they'll be like, oh yeah, Kote's no, still following, no, but you're yeah. like, I'm not gonna bother.
0: No, I haven't I haven't gotten that advanced yet. I used okay. to uh I, I used to do that with a few people here and there. But then but well, this is part way, of my though, whole... no,
2: in fairness Kote, because you did the full line. I'm going right. you're going to zero. Because once you go to zero, yeah. everybody's in the same category. You're like, it's not about that's the true it's not me, it's you. Or no, no, exactly. it's, it's me. It's not you. Whatever. How are you supposed to say that, right? <laughs> uh would be whatever makes you
1: sleep at night it's that yeah 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 so it's like you didn't
2: personally unfollow any one person you know everyone was unfollowed so now you get to build back to like you don't have any of those like oh i can't i can't unfollow him that would exactly exactly see that's
0: the good thing about going to zero is is you know you you don't know you don't make anyone feel bad i
2: like like, it i I like your strategy there that's good
0: yeah and i used to use lists for a while but it's just like i don't know that just doesn't seem like I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But why
2: did it? Well, I guess this is the other part. Like, I feel like I hear a lot of times people are like, oh, it's, it's a toxic environment and all those things. And I understand why that. But I still have a very easy time from just like stepping away from it. Like, it's just like, I don't, I don't feel like it's any. Like I'm you know, if I feel you, like I, you hit I this, can just this move.
1: threshold. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit that threshold where you're like, I can't possibly follow this or anything. So I no longer feel obliged. And so right. then you're just like, I'm just going to look at the last 50 tweets for today. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's I kind of that's, what I do. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. I have like, I have like, I have a bunch of private lists and I go and I, I get, I, I, you know, I have the things that the, the new stuff that I just vaguely care about. And then, you know, I go and hit those and I have some work stuff that I look at. And then the rest of it, I'm just, uh, let it go. Yeah. It took a long time to let it go though, man. I used well, to I think be that like is, maybe obsessive that's, about.
2: That is, um, it um, built into it is like, oh yeah, you never have to like, think like you have to keep up with it like and if something's really good it'll be posted multiple times like you'll never miss anything good like somebody will be like oh and then this person posted and this person posted and so you'll get it and and, and there's
1: some people you know they're gonna beat on the same thing for days (laughs) absolutely
2: absolutely well good well i would just say kote welcome back to twitter it's great to have you
0: well hi there it's me This episode is brought to you by StrongDM. One of your SREs quit. You suspended their VPN access. Was that good enough? Are you sure your infrastructure access is locked down? StrongDM is the only way to be confident in your access controls across any environment. Instantly revoke access to any database, Kubernetes cluster, or server with just a click. Automatically log every query, SSH, and kubectl command to demonstrate exactly who did what, when and where across your entire stack. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi, StrongDM is the only way to manage access and audit controls at scale without disrupting workflows. Start your 14-day trial at strongdm.com sdt. There's no credit card required. That's strongdm.com sdt. And of course, we thank StrongDM for sponsoring our show. Enjoy the rest of the show. Well, there was finally some information about the uh, synergies that are going achieve, to be achieved between Slack and Salesforce. I think uh, I forget how much yes. uh, Salesforce paid for Slack, but it was a lot. And uh, I think I think part of the, uh, the it was it was it, and still is uh, much like lemonade. It was proposed as you know uh, a revolution in CRM uh, and things like that. They were going to do things, and I think when at the time this was maybe a year ago, we've all been uh, looking at forward to what they're going to do now there was some mention i think one of the co-founders uh parker you know he was supposed to be on a panel that i was moderating at south by southwest in maybe 2009 or something i forget when it was and instead they sent peter coffee which is fine i always enjoyed reading peter's coffee stuff and you will probably never guess who was also on that panel don't worry you don't have to guess it was our <laughs> friend javier saltero Oh, so on that panel. Wow. And okay. And what that was, that was, you know, I think it was when I was at Red Monk. So it must've yep. been 2010 or 2009 and it was about clouds. So, you know, back then it was just a bunch of gobbledygook, right? Like, like back then, what are you going to say about cloud? I mean, you're going to say a lot of stuff, but it's just going to be a bunch of like, woo, woo ha, hoo. and so, uh, it was kind of fun. I have a recording of that, which I'm hopefully never going to listen to because sure it's <laughs> just uh very not, nothing about the panelists but i'm sure it's just kind of elementary stuff uh compared to nowadays anyhow it looks like the person who skipped out on a panel of mine uh to be fair i think i heard that he was sick so that's that's fine i think he don't, gave an don't, overview don't carry a grudge or anything no 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 no. i carry no grudges it's uh, you know i got enough other shit to carry uh and like <laughs> It sounds like what him and Binioff and other things, uh, once again, brought up this idea of using Slack as kind of like the primary UI, the workflow uh, for doing uh, uh, CRM stuff. However, I know that both of you follow this very closely. I tried to find more information in the few minutes I afforded myself to do it, and I couldn't actually find more than just the idea out there. So. I want to know if, if uh, well thought out. there was more more details about it. Because I feel like, I mean, I feel like if what we're talking about here is like, I don't know, CRM chat ops, I guess it'd be chat CRM. And it's just like, you're just going <laughs> to have ops. a command line for like, you know, like, you know, I made this joke, like you're going to do slash update commit on Johnny Legion to 500 million for mm-hmm. FQQ2 at a confidence rating of 0%, right? I mean, is that... <laughs> Are we talking about that? Or like, are you going to put a ticket inside it's, of a uh, still a, a better window? interface
1: than Salesforce. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: All right, but wait a minute. Yeah. I read the first article. So the first headline I saw um, was, quote, from, uh, I guess, Benioff. Like, quote, we're going to rebuild all of our technology to become the Slack first. So I, I kind of thought about it. I mean, in that's pretty
0: bold. That's good. Well, that's I good. thought, like,
2: interesting. And I thought, like, to myself, wow, I have, like, that just seems to make no sense at all. Like, I have no idea. That was my initial thought was just, like, this is just crazy. Like it's just some CEO saying something. It has no, no meaning. And then I thought about, it for all, okay, like, well, what does it, what could it mean? Right. Cause obviously they haven't outlined it. Right. I, right. That's what this I It kind of comes to back to, uh, you know, and, and a lot of times people talk about modernizing their applications. And I think most mm-hmm. of the time that is often associated with, we're going to build like a new slick web interface, a mobile interface, something like that. And we're going to make it all uh, really easy to use. But what I have found is that, the one of the main benefits i think of any type of modernization is just the idea of like giving a person a piece of information right as they need it so just messaging right so i'll give you an example around i had to take my car in for some work it's taking a while but they have a very nice system that just sends me a text message that lets me know when things have been updated and it's fantastic right here yeah, in austin mm-hmm. i get a text message just let me know this is trash day this is recycling day whatever and i think and so I, I kind of was thinking about, I was just letting that mess around. It's like, sometimes people get caught up in IT monetization about the UI. What it's really just more about contextual information that's available when you need it in a text message or any type of just quick message is as good as anything, right? That's yeah, even better, yeah. right? It's better than having yeah. to be a complicated thing. So so if you agree with that premise, right, and you say to yourself, well, I think of Slack as messaging based, right? It's sort of like giving you information that you want. It's like, is there a way instead of, having to do some complicated workflow and log into your systems to get not necessarily input data like you're saying, but to get an update on something or to like let you know if when the, the deal has closed, right. Potentially in a Salesforce sure. world or let you know, like, Hey, I just want to get on and like ask a quick question and have a human being or somebody come back with a quick inter- like a quick response. And I know there are chatbots that will do that, but is there, a, is there a way where it's just like, I want to give people contextual information really, really fast in a messaging framework that they're familiar with. And like, okay, so the idea, like that idea to me is like, seems interesting. It seems actually kind of different than everyone just rebuilding a website or building a new mobile app that may or may not be that great uh, as uh, a step forward for that business. So that was my like very optimistic, like I have no idea if they're gonna do it, but like I'm open to that idea after kind of like thinking it through for a little bit.
1: I I think it's probably... I mean, I'm probably really late to this uh, clue train, but like the notifications are another user interface to your system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you've got, you know, your website, you know, the mobile, maybe you've got an app, but just the way to be notified of just the things you care about without having to open the app, that is useful. I don't, I mean, and and, and so Slack is, is a interface for that. And so, uh, you know, Maybe maybe they, they're they thinking of Slack as more – I mean, yes, it, CRM is the obvious thing because, you know, your are Salesforce. But um, if they can continue to refine what Slack makes available to you, like servicing that information without having to log into other systems, that's yeah. useful. Uh, but because, uh, yeah, Salesforce is like – that is some some heavy duty UI. <laughs> I don't well,
0: the, wanna, I don't want to think about it.
2: As I was gonna say, the phrase that they use here, right, and is this? I mean, I guess ServiceNow has made it a, a, quite a business out of workflow in general, right? And we've kind of joked about like, yeah, everything in some ways a workflow, but I don't know. Again, is it like a good phrase or not? But human workflow, this idea that Salesforce, it is so much about you know, so many of these enterprise applications we're talking about is about that, right? It's like updating the status, letting someone know something has been updated, letting someone know that a piece of information uh, is here. Like, you know, I think uh, Paul in the chat here was talking about, you know, the difference between like user interface and user experience, right? It's much, you know, the idea that you get the exact piece of information sent to you, like your flight has been delayed two hours. The fact that comes in a text message is an incredible user experience. You're like, oh. Thank God goodness someone told me that I don't have to be at the airport for a while. I can yeah. make other plans versus, you know, because email has
1: failed. Yeah. Or, <laughs> but
2: you know, but versus like, you know, a slick user interface that like maybe has a big red button or red uh, blinker on it says, Oh, your flight's been delayed. It's like, well, that's not really that useful if I don't log in. So, so the idea that like, you know, this idea of like workflow, when you think about, okay, if everyone is designing workflows, like in Salesforce, cause it is hard to be in that interface, but you're just kind of seeing like your deals get updated or you can quickly say yes or no to like update something like is, you know, right. is the deal right. in uh is the proposal been sent? Yes. Boom. Right. And everyone gets to see it. And your sales manager gets an update. Like he knows where it is. It's like those ideas. I don't know. I mean, they seem, I mean, maybe it seems like too far, I I guess you could take it too far with Slack, but it's like, I like like the idea. I like someone thinking about that.
1: Yeah, especially if you can make it almost like, you know, commenting on on a Google doc or something where, you know, you put a comment in and it sends a message to the person who's the owner of it and they can just like, you know, accept or decline it. And so if that loops uh into an easy UI, (laughs) and and, and we, we keep saying text messages, but I think they want us to say Slack. And you know, if, if if you just get that text message that says, you know, hey, you know, commit, yes, no, you know, it, it's that easy, you know, right. and, and that way yeah. you, I don't have to go log into Salesforce and and, and hit, you know, oh, now I got to deal with Okta, now I got to go log in, find that record, yes. Ugh.
0: I think you two, you two of uh, there are two let's do some futurology here. There are two potential things this could evolve into that. I think you've added some clarity to clarity to possibilities. One, uh, I guess you could look at if you own Slack at this point, you would have basically a notification channel to businesses. And then if you just do like a team's bridge, then you're done, right? Like you have, you don't have something as ubiquitous as text messaging, uh, but you do have in the business world, uh, something like that's ubiquitous for just like, I just want to send a notification out. Right. And what that means is that on phones and computers, at any given time, there's a good chance in case, unless someone has decided to go to zero followers and Twitter or whatever, <laughs> there's a good chance that you can pop something up on someone's screen that they will see and might even tap on that will open up into your world. Right. So you've got some you've got an eyeball thing going on there, which is great. So And you know, uh, for whatever you're doing in workflows or CRMs, then all of a sudden, what you have is now, Matt Ray, you would know more about this. But this sounds like what we've done is we've crossed. Is it a ferment? What's it called when you have like that thin line, like in your lungs and other places, where like nutrients go into your blood? Like, there's some name for that kind of membrane, right? Anyways, what we do, (laughs) what what we've done is we we've got the world, the 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 meat space, people sitting at their desk doing things, waiting to go get their lunch. And then all of a sudden we have that uh, we've got that thin layer there, and boom, we're into event-based architectures in the cloud. We finally connected these two things together through people's fingers because notifications are on their phones. So we got that. That's one thing. Now, now, Brandon, you were hitting on something that I was thinking about, which is uh, like most articles on Instagram. I read about an eighth of this before I was like, I don't know <laughs> how about Insta fucking never, and I stopped reading it. But. It was this good essay on kind of like the resurgent in uh, text-based games and like how it had this history of Zork and someone had, had they didn't say reverse engineered, but they had reverse engineered the, uh, the Zork engine. Uh, and so you could read in the file formats and then they reverse engineered oh, wow. the, uh, the standards. So for a long time, for many decades, the Zork engine has actually been used to write these text adventure games. And so what I'm thinking is if we take that Zork engine and we've got the big CRM of Salesforce over here. And we've got a UI. We can even make it green and everything over here. And we put the Zork engine in. We can make whatever workflow you're doing, whether you're renewing my passport, you're you know, updating your, I don't know the terminology, the commits on your accounts, whatever you're doing, it becomes a text adventure in, uh, in Slack. You're sitting there and it's like you're in a room and your sales manager asks you, how is your account? And you can type like you know, get fork. I
1: pull out my sword and slay sales manager.
0: Right, <laughs> or or like or like you know, uh, citizen two a nine is requesting a driver's license update, and then it's just like boop boop, and there's a little blinking cursor, and then so you type like you know, like like uh, go north, ask ask for photo, right? Like you know, citizen presents photo, and then you kind of you can add in gamification here because you're going to be in Slack, and you just need that engine. And then it kind of gets to the point that, that Brandon was getting to, is you can just, you know, as these things come out, like a, uh, we got a new lead in the funnel, let's pop it up in front oh, of man. someone and have them like talk about like, how's that lead, man? something
1: they can turn your sales leads into like Tamagotchis, where if you don't nurture oh, yeah. them every two days, you know, your, your leads are going to die.
0: <laughs> And they'll like poop themselves. That's what you don't want from your, your enterprise uh, stakeholders is once they start pooping themselves. I don't know. Often a savvy uh, enterprise infrastructure marketer can turn uh, someone soiling themselves into a, a multi million dollar opportunity, <laughs> given enough time and access to a good sales engineer to kind of show them they shouldn't have built their own platform because now they've pooped themselves. <laughs> and uh, wouldn't it be better to uh, buy our toilets and you can wear big boy pants or girl pants or person or pants? pants. Yeah, just yeah. pants.
1: Well, I, 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 feel like there's a, a thriving future in in both uh, video games and uh, Salesforce uh, backend engineers.
0: Mm-hmm. I <laughs> yeah, do think, though, man, good. I do
2: think it's kind of your new world, right? You know, this the idea of event based architectures, right? Because I mean, yeah. in some ways, it is. Um, you know, this is just another version of it. I guess maybe human workflow is, you know, event-based workflow or event-based humans or something like there just is, I just, you know, coming back to that idea is like so much of like corporate interactions, again, talking about enterprise applications is really just about, it comes down to that, right? It's like something happened. You need to know about it. You need to take some action ideally quickly. And, and that's really what drives so many things in a business. So it's like the idea of like trying to think about how you would do that with Slack I definitely think is interesting. Uh, what I would worry me, though, is if you show up one day, though, no, and they've just sort of rebranded the Salesforce interface and all the reporting, they somehow embedded Slack in the Salesforce reporting together, you'd be like, uh-oh, something went wrong in the meetings. The meetings went wrong. That would be a very bad outcome.
1: You just don't want like all your 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 GIFs dumped into the history of your leads. <laughs> yeah, you know? that would be... Well,
2: a, so, put, so
0: this part, put this one in the... Out of the three of us, Brandon, I think you are self-admitted, very experienced relative to us with Microsoft Teams. And I feel like, as with so many things uh, like this, I feel like Teams probably is further along the fully integrated uh, white collar tool chain lifestyle than something like a Slack by nature of that being the whole point of Microsoft Office, right? As long as it's the Microsoft ecosystem. Oh, sure, (laughs) sure, sure. Yeah, I mean,
1: everything else for Teams is...
0: Well, I would I mean, say, listen. Though, to, I, I've to, said I do I've, some other futurology. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that whatever, uh, you know, UI for Slack or you know, UI for CRM that Salesforce is going to do with Slack is not going to work really well with Zoho CRM, right? Like, it's probably <laughs> exactly. going to work really well with uh, Salesforce, maybe just passively so in SAP, so they can uh, kind of like you know talk about no locket or something. But anyways, but what I want to know, Brandon, is like. Like, so, so what can we look forward to if like chat and a teams thing? Like, are we, are we going to like achieve this Lotus dream finally that we have this collaboration suite that brings everything together? What's it going to look like? What's our future going to be?
2: Well, I do use both of them quite a bit for, you know, good or bad. And I do think, you know, the thing I always think I feel like people kind of miss is that Slack is a messaging based, messaging first interface. Teams is sort of like this thing that sits on top of SharePoint that is, I think, primarily used for video conferencing first, sharing files second. And then in addition to that, it has this idea of channels that let you do messaging. But it's really that's almost like in the organization I'm in where that's probably the lowest use case, right? We don't it's just not something that people gravitate to to as much in Slack because think about it like in Slack kind of for a while, the only thing you could do was send messaging. So I know they have video now and they have some other capabilities, but, and I think this idea that, you know, asynchronous, you know, well-timed messages, right. Are incredible. That's a great user experience kind of Paul's point earlier, right. That's what's great about Slack is like, boom, here's the file. Or like, here's the link you need. Or like, here's the answer to the question. Now, of course the downside to Slack is it can become overwhelming and too many people are asking and it's like taking away your day. But Oftentimes, like, that's exactly what you need. And I think, you know, developers seem to really take advantage of this. Like, I think we've all seen the experience of like, even when we're all together working in one office, right? It's like, you would just see a group of developers kind of sitting a lot of times with headphones on and they would still just be the the Slack would be going all day. But it was, it seemed everyone felt productive or at least could feel productive, turning off and on. So, whereas Teams, I think it's just a totally different experience. It's about sharing files and videos. And I don't think they've really, if you will, captured you okay. Know, the, okay. The messaging based part of it.
0: You said you said something really interesting there, though. That Teams is just a thing that sits on top of SharePoint, and I think I think you know that's uh that's 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 saying a lot. I've never really been a big user of SharePoint, but uh, it seems like maybe that is the past iteration of you know finally realizing the Lotus Dream, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess I guess there's the notion people around or, or whatever, all these other people who are trying to uh, once again bring some sort of like uh, wiki. Website sort of thing into the oh, enterprise. I forgot that Teams
2: does have wikis as well. I don't know that nice. is that yeah, you're, but you know, definitely, I don't know that mm-hmm. one. I would guess that's below everything that gets used. The least.
1: So, so glad to be out <laughs> of Teams, <laughs>
2: but I, I don't know. Maybe in the end, it's just preference. Like, I still would say Zoom plus Slack plus any of the file sharing services. I don't have a, a big preference there, you know, Box, Dropbox, even OneDrive, whatever. All of I think them. they all are fine. Like, I think you know, keeping them separate. I have always found that is the best kind of user ex- experience, right? Cause then you have the right thing for the right job. You know where to go. It's not confusing about where things are at. All the files are posted here, right? All the interaction is here. So, um, and that's why, you know, I was, I advocated many times, probably not going to happen that zoom would buy discord, right? Keep those two separate. And that's a really nice, that's kind of a real nice interface. Um, so that's the way I see the world. Now the Lotus dream and the team's, And I think teams, I think the Lotus notes comparison is is really appropriate. There is that, Hey, what we need is all of this together, right? And this is what people want. And there are people in corporate America that maybe aren't as used to all these other tools and get confused. And we put it all in one place. It'll be better. I think that's the argument. I've just never seen it really play out. I've always felt more limited by the Lotus notes or the teams experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so as a final thought, and then, and then we can move on. I mean, I think, uh, my experience, I, I am by no means a Salesforce expert, but my experience with the core of Salesforce is that you're basically making UIs around a relational database. Like that's kind of like what it does. And, and when you build up reports and everything, you're just kind of, you know, building up. I don't remember my joins and things like that, but you're just building up like queries of a relational database. It's totally fine, no problem. And so I'm imagining, you know, the first cut would be some kind of toolkit that's basically um, what do they call it when you go from a uh, relational database ORM? It'd be some kind of ORM mapping between the Salesforce relational database and Slack. And then you're going to have all sorts of uh, exciting stuff like that. I think, I think we will see some key direction if you can execute some kind of SQL query in Slack, which will tell you what your team's uh, current uh, like commit pool is and uh, you know, how, how their accounts are doing. It's not that far away.
2: This episode is brought to you by CBT Nuggets. Are you looking to build your IT skills? Do you want to learn more about IT security, cloud computing, or networking? Then it's time to visit CBT Nuggets. They offer over 350 courses and over 2,000 virtual labs. They have courses available on everything, including AWS, Linux, VMware, and even Salesforce. Best of all, it's available online so you can learn what you want, when you want. CBT Nuggets adds over 40 hours of new training each week, so there's always something new to learn. They also offer accountability coaching, allowing you to speak with a real person who can help you create a personalized learning plan, set goals, and check in and make sure you stay on track. To get started, visit cbtnuggets.com slash STT. That's cbtnuggets.com slash STT. There you can sign up for the seven-day free trial, which gets you full access to all their courses. Start learning today at cbtnuggets.com slash STT. And of course, we thank them for sponsoring our show.
0: Well, I want to do uh, a quick... Uh, Sort of uh, self promotion, but also I want to do a, a what do you call it? A call, call for input CFI. So, I, as, as everyone knows, and we're doing here, I'm always trying to figure out crack the, uh, the nugget of how to stream things. And I'm currently trying something uh, that I call ambient Tanzu, right? Because, you know, <laughs> why not? And what I, I, I'm working on the following theory that if you want to be big in streaming, you either have to be already famous right? So that's a good thing. It also Mm -hmm. helps if you're actually, you open up a terminal and you type things, you can be dev or ops or whatever, but that's, that's, that's easy content. You just come on like today, we're going to, uh, you know,
1: figure out files
0: around. Yeah, we're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna, we're gonna edit some YAML and complain about it. And then tomorrow, we're gonna edit some YAML and complain about it. And like, that's what we're gonna over and over again, you know, whatever. But I don't do that. So, but I have figured out that definitely what you need to do is you need to have multi-hour streams, right? But I think what I've yeah. been missing is you need to have really chill background music, right? And so, because I think what happens, um, you know, uh, is people tune in, and and the realization that I had is it's like you know you go to your relatives or the airport, and they just have TV on all the time. That's just like there as a friend. Yes. And so what I'm my current theory. Is that the big time? Like technical Twitch people, the ones who aren't like you know licking a microphone or whatever I'm always presented with. I finally you know clicked on. I, I don't want to see that again. So hopefully I won't see that. But you know if you're not licking a microphone, uh, you have to have this chill music doing technical stuff, and you talk every now and then, and people will just have that up there to like hang out with. And I think the other thing that I kind of learned in my two times experimenting. Is that when you do multiple hour broadcasts, you're widening the attack surface on you. So there's more opportunity for people to come in and hang out with you and come and go. Yes, yes. So that's uh, you know that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to do a, like a two hour ninety minute format with, with my streaming. I've come up with a playlist of some dad jazz. I call it. Uh, you know, I, ma- I made sure to get copyright goods because I've got the, the everything's cleared. I got the Storyblocks account so I can download sound, put a playlist in there. And uh, I'm just going to go through and I'm going to find out work that I can do uh, and just do that work on there and talk about it. Like today, uh, I'm practicing for a Nutella tasting executive roundtable tomorrow morning. So I made, did a I looked through my script, talked about what I'm doing there. Then I did a rehearsal of it. I also had to do a, I had a recording for StatConf where uh, a presentation and I had to be in the Q&A. So I shared my screen with that. and We watched the presentation and I answered Q&A, you know, listening to the, the cool dad jazz. So that's yeah. that's what I've, I'm. i I need some input on what to do is that, is now. It,
1: and and that's working for you. I mean, how how well, many people are showing up in your channel?
0: Well, I I, I don't know, not many. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's no software defined. And
0: thoughts, and so but... so there there is a uh, you know there's a break uh, glass in case of fire thing here, which is like I'm always skirting the line of just declaring fuck all this shit, right? And like not really worrying about the streaming, and instead of just going to what I know is successful is like doing a highly edited small videos on topics like that works perfectly fine, but that's not streaming. Right. So I'm just trying to uh, explore out this. Uh, this right,
2: so you said you, here. did you do some experimenting down and you like had some. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've done
0: it like, like I think two or three times now and uh, like, like three so. times.
2: Okay. So what's, like what would be determined? Like what were the results of the experiment? Like so did the ninety minute format you felt like did did well? I think I, I think
0: today, today I had the best results. And that result being that multiple people uh were like talking to me in the chat. That's okay. Right. Like, and and I yeah. think there was a fair amount of like views and things like that. Uh but so far, like, you know, I mean what you're shooting for, right, is you want to have like uh I think what you want to have is like at least 100 views in your Twitch video there, right? It doesn't have to be at the time, but you want to get up to that in the archives, right? And then, you know, if you're really up there, I I look at this stuff. So AWS's videos get about 400 to 800, Mm -hmm. right? Like depending on what they're doing. And then there's up in the ferment, there's this small group of people who will get like 1.1 1.1 or 1.2 you know k so they'll get like just over a thousand people viewing a video before it expires and that's this, this that's is all enterprise Apex. right you're not you're, you're not uh, oh yeah, yeah. This, yeah this you're is not all, like
1: okay talking about Tanzu, but t- stay tuned minecraft coming up next
0: <laughs> no no no. this is all this is strictly like programming okay. and you're figuring yaml files like right. or talking about like iot and tractors like this all thing. right yeah. and
2: so you're you're trying to do it and you're trying to go solo right like you don't want to like you because it's a lot of time this is, gonna be, this this is time. gonna be
0: 24 7 like bloomberg where you know that, well i i mean i mean i could have interview people right like mm-hmm. so i could like in that two hours I could splice in, like, you know, I'm going to interview someone at this, right? Or, right. and it could even be like, we're going to watch some videos, right? Like, I'm thinking what I want to try on Tuesday is we have uh, some, of course, we've got some Gartner PDF licensed. And I thought I would do like a PDF reaction. I'll go in, I'll get my friend Johnny to download it. Mm-hmm. We'll download it, we'll open it up, we'll just start going through it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. How well, we I was just thinking
2: that. you could go with like kind of a, like an ask me anything kind of feel oh, to sure. it, where you it's. You Have someone kind of asking questions, maybe like one of your coworkers or you know, someone in the time ton- because it's Tanzu, right? This Tanzu. Uh, I think I think
0: that is a good phase too because the yeah. problem is if if no one's watching, there, there's going to be no questions, yeah. So, so but I think if you kind point. of have
2: someone sitting there and then as the audience builds, right, where they kind of feel like because sometimes just someone else asking questions will then prompt other people in the oh, chat or to ask questions yeah. and then you can yeah. kind of yeah. uh to go with it. All so, right. I, that's what I think <clears throat> you should try to do. I think mm-hmm. you got to have like mm-hmm. one other person just to like get it going or you just got or you got to be like one of those um you know what as you call them the minecraft yellers you just you got to just yeah, go for yeah. it man you got to monologue
1: uh, but, the but whole then time it becomes like the new phase of your job do you have to do this every every day is it like 10 to 11 a.m you know no no it's Kote. just it's
0: just tuesdays and thursdays at like ten thirty or 11 amsterdam time now was this like, like a uh you know,
2: was this a self-created do. mbo or was this one handed down like what oh, was okay. the uh where, where was the uh because that's another important the thing. The of Brandon. This idea. Brandon, yeah. Yeah. you
0: should know after all these years that all my MBOs are self-created.
2: That's what I thought. I just was <laughs> double-checking, right? So, do you feel like you're you really? I, so, this is kind of your next thing. You're like, hey, I want to get in here. I want to do streaming. Yeah, I yeah. want it to be. I
0: want. I want to figure. Like I said, I want to figure out is this something that I need to focus on or not? Right. And, I like and it. I, okay. I, I don't well, know. I, I'm going to be following it closely because you know
1: I, I, I think I'll be starting that up for too long too. Because uh, so I'll make sure I not it. to schedule at the same time.
0: And, and so, so here, then I'm going to close out this thing that this, what I'm going for now, like, is I'm, I, I am simultaneously streaming to Twitch and Twitter. i feel a little weird. Like I do have the powers to stream to our uh, VMware Tanzu YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. but I feel like two hours of me hanging out is not what should go on the official channel. So I'm at a bit of a loss for that. Right. Like if I did a live interview. If I did a yeah, live did interview to like with someone, they have like a stream only, sense.
1: no, no yeah. capture. So you're like, oh, you know, now streaming in the Tanzu channel, it's Kote. Yeah. But then <laughs> nobody's going to be like, oh, God, there's you, you can know, effectively
0: th- you can effectively do that. The YouTube live streaming stuff is a fucking mess. Like it's just like basically what happens is uh, if you go to a channel page and if live streaming is happening, you'll see it there. And then also, if they want to, they can publish it. But like what I've been doing when I stream to it is I make those recordings uh, unlisted so you don't actually see them because I like to go edit them. But anyways, so I got to figure out what I ult- really want to do is stream to LinkedIn. I think that is the secret right, of my type. All right. Before
2: we go, Kotei, before we go to that, I want to yeah. throw out at least one thing I would like you to try, right? Because I do okay. think okay. the reason there's – I'm going to call it co- coding Twitch and gaming mm-hmm. Twitch – the reason that I think people one of the reasons I think they they follow that as well is that both of those things really are active ways to learn. Like there I think it is great to yes. watch somebody uh actually like code up live the thing they're trying to do because it keeps you engaged and you really are like seeing step by step, right? Absolutely. And yeah. you, so yeah. and I think in gaming I, I don't I'm not a gamer or like certainly not to level, but from what I watch, especially like my, my son and other kids, it's like they really are learning about how to do stuff in Minecraft that they'll do later on. So I don't know exactly what it is like someone could watch you do, but I was just thinking to myself, man, you should live stream yourself creating a presentation, right? Like literally the whole thing, like where stuff comes from, how you've done the storyboard, where you're getting your... Your, your art, how you're like, I mean, all the minutiae yeah, too, yeah. like how you format, how you get it all formatted, you align your boxes. Like, it would be interesting yeah. to see if anyone else would really even care about it. Like, cause I do think if you watch people, uh, cause there's a lot of people that on that do PowerPoint tutorials, I know, which is sort of in itself a whole nother category, but sort of like, like the whole process, live streaming, start to finish how you created your next keynote. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a market there. Maybe some people yeah, will watch that. Yeah.
0: No so I I do I, I do need to do that the the only thing I need to make sure of is that I don't put like embarrassing and conf- confidential information on the screen but I think I can figure that out. I think the
2: confidential of course you need to keep off. I think the embarrassing is what makes it good because when you watch yeah. I feel I feel much better when someone's live coding something and they make a mistake or they have a dumb syntax error and they're like, oh, oh, and then they fix it. It's like it does make yeah. it feel human. And the same thing on the gaming side where where someone's trying the same thing over and over. and They just like get, you know, they, some whatever they fail for an obvious reason. So so that part, I think I would not edit out. And obviously, the confidential, that's different. You don't want to be showing stuff that would get you in trouble. But like, yeah, like yeah. the fact that like, ah. Oh. You get to the end, you're like, oh, the slide sucks. Too many bullets. Whatever, you know, well, just but delete yeah, it. Having an yeah. the
1: audience there, you can possibly get some useful feedback. Right? I like that. I mean, too. You know, right? Yeah. At least the you know, gaming and coding, people be like, oh, you forgot the semicolon, or you know, yeah. hey, you know, grab the sword, and you know. But when your presentation, they'd be like, uh, that would did you clear your you'd be breaking code new there? ground?
2: Up. Live streaming presentation creation. I think uh, oh, I yeah. don't know. I'm okay. sure someone's done it, but give it a shot.
0: That's a good idea. I think, I think I'll look into that, kind of organizing mm-hmm. my, uh, my research. All right. All right. Well, we should do that. Well, finally, I think the last news item, since it's from uh, Brandon's uh, favorite venture <laughs> capital firm, firm, A16Z, is uh, it looks like they have launched a, uh, uh, you know, their own, I don't know what you call these things anymore. Uh, Media a site. Online They're... magazine, yeah. blog, uh-huh. news site, whatever. You know, This used to be what you do at Medium, but uh, now you don't. But uh, they, is, they, is medium
1: not cool now.
0: I don't know. I think people just like got wigged out about them changing what they do all the time. And then they remembered that whole, like, you know, why, why build on someone else's platform uh, sort oh, of, Oh, absolutely. but I think this yeah, is kind of
2: like fine. the reason I put this in here, I think it's notable. Is like, this is them a 16Z kind of going to the next level, right? They've had a very uh, popular blog and a set of podcasts, but now they, I mean, this is a full blown media site, right? This is, you know, kind of trying to well, get to the point of like, yeah, you know, maybe the register. I don't know. Throw in whoever you want, but like they are trying to like create their not just create their own content for their their if you will their firm as they would like to referred to it as like no this is a site where everyone needs to go to hear about the latest and greatest opinions about things that are happening. Yeah, so yeah. I you know and then in the media world I was following it there's a lot of you know is this right are are they trying to disintermediate all the other tech publications is this going to be right. too one sided right. and biased. The answers, um, the, yes. yeah. <laughs> the answers are
0: all yes,
1: the answers are all the above, you know, just like uh Washington Post with the you know our billionaires getting a hard time uh, but here 's yeah. the thing, like this is what I like
2: i although a lot of times some of the content I like uh, as people have heard some some stuff I do not like, and so I think we'll leave that to the listener. go back and you can hear different things, but I actually like the fact that like hey they're putting their stuff out there, right, and it's just like as long as you maintain a a good media diet. Right. And I think it's like, read some stuff that's very opinionated from like uh, well-known people. Like I guess motivations are well-known. I think it's clear a 16 Z is going to drive a certain agenda, right. About very optimistic about technology, optimistic about their uh, portfolio companies, optimistic about all the goodness that technology can bring to it. So it's like, I like the fact that that's out there. And then you can read other things that are, you know, if you will, from traditional media sources that um, kind of balance that out, that maybe talk about antitrust and uh, the p- problems that technology brings into life. And it's, so I think as long as you're mixing that together, it's, it is interesting to see strong points of view, even if you disagree with them. Like I, I So I don't know. So I kind of think to myself, like not not a bad idea. And the fact that they write stuff that's uh, engaging is good. Now, if it becomes kind of like clickbait-ish, right, then that 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 would be a problem, but we'll see
0: yeah well i'm sure I'm sure we all and many of the listeners have experienced those uh those sites from firms or companies that are you know clearly fit in the uh, thought leadership area right it's this is this is the realm the country of uh not a vendor pitch vendor pitches right where you know you're trying to raise awareness and do things so it could easily slide into that where you're just like you know kind of talking about whatever is uh friendly for stuff that they uh, they care about or it could be a more like just genuine, uh, tech world, uh, coverage thing. Like I come across it every now and then I forget what it's called, but, you know, Stripe one run, runs some developer news magazine thing that has some pretty nice articles. As far as I can tell. And you scroll down, it's like made by Stripe, uh, sounds like that when you read it and, uh, you know, that's nice. So it, it, uh, I, I, I agree with your sentiment, Brandon. It's just like having, uh, you know, people who know things and smart people just, burn a bunch of cash to try to publish better stuff. I'm all for it. That, that would be great. So uh, maybe I, they would also like to have a, a, uh, you know, keeping it real sort of weekly podcast <laughs> covering like news going on there. That, that would be uh, great to jump well, Yeah, and I that. think we should at least
2: give uh, a shout out here, like Broberg, you know, of, uh, uh, of red hat fame right he runs a whole site uh what is it uh, the hallway track another podcast you know he, they didn't go listen to like he he just got promoted isn't it is its it red hat right am i getting that right he runs That's a whole right. bunch of community sites and he does i think on uh, a couple episodes back they talk about or he talks about the idea of that like hey we're trying to put out this great content now i think there's just more in the educational side right like here's how to sure, do stuff sure. which is good and then if that content is good enough and people will eventually click on some links and go try some Red Hat stuff. And it's like, that's, a. I think that's a good way to put it yeah, out there. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that that's well known, right? Like build good educational content. I think what we're going to see here, it was A16Z is like kind of like, we'll call it like, I don't know, opinion, like an op-ed. It's basically like a, a big op-ed site. Like, does that also bring to the table some interesting uh, things that otherwise maybe you wouldn't? Right. Because sometimes I do like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, maybe Coach I'd love to get your opinion or Matt as well. It's like it's this idea that like sometimes it would be great for corporations just to come out like just say what you mean, right? Like if you think you're better and why you're better. Just don't dress it up. Just tell me, right? Be very opinionated yeah, yeah. and direct. We're better because we do this, this, and this. And I think oh, that would be- That would be so nice. Um, but you know how it is, right? You know how we get, it gets dressed up in a lot of uh, jargon and it's confusing and, it, and you know, it gets watered down and people, you know, we spend a lot of time trying, that's what this podcast is a lot, is like, what is this thing? Why, you know, does it matter? Is it important? Like, you know, I think in the case of A16Z stuff here, I think they are coming out and they're just going to tell you, like, this is why we think Bitcoin is great. You can disagree, but at least they've stated it clearly. And it wouldn't be so bad for the rest of the tech industry once in a while on your site. Just tell me. Tell me directly in very simple language why you are the best, because that will help me make a decision.
0: To sort through things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is this site actually launched yet?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's all up there. Okay.
0: The future. I go check it out. Future. Yeah. That'll be fun.
2: Future.com. Yeah. I'm sure that
0: was cheap. <laughs> Maybe they'll acquire some like uh, Substack people to write for them. I mean, you know, just the mind boggles. Like, if you have all this cash, right? Like, there's all sorts of people you could hire to do things. And, you know, I thought it, I thought it was particularly delicious that uh, the guy who wrote it up for TechCrunch, I forget his name, but he like starts off by saying he came off of vacation to write about this because he was so excited. And, you know, it was a good write up. But I feel like it's directly competing with TechCrunch. So it's sort of like it, it, it it's and I only mentioned that not to be all like snarky guy, but it's another it's another sort of like meta commentary on the brand value that this this uh, as, as you say firm has that like everyone's interested in what they're doing, which I think is, you know, that gets to the point of like people who have these thought leadership sites. That's what you want to achieve is that whatever you say, people are interested in it, like Kubernetes was a couple of years ago, right? Didn't really matter just as long as you said Kubernetes people were all for it. And, you know,
2: but I think this is where most of the the corporate sites often, right. If it's not educational content, I think this is why they tend not to do as well Is that. Everything is so watered down, right. As to almost say Hmm. nothing. yes, Right. You know, as, and that's why always the sites have like, like, you know, well-designed, well-designed blog and a nice template. And there's like an, you know, copy editing. You have all these resources available to make great stuff, but then when it kind of, comes time to add voice to it there's like you just can't do it in corporate america it's very difficult i was was just you can't do it it's very difficult right it sort of just gets to a point of like oh you told me how to uh uh, improve agility and reduce cost thank you and you use those words you're like okay i got it like that didn't you know it doesn't really land that well
0: Mm. approve agility and reduce cost faster cheaper that that should be the name of uh our, But no one would
2: say uh, that no one says faster cheaper like you think like if you put in slides you know what I'm talking about Kote if you put in like yeah. we're cheaper like people would be oh like don't 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 or say value. yeah don't don't say cheaper like you can't use the word cheaper like that's a word we use in conversation every day but you can't use that in corporate America you're like oh that's gonna have to train you up on the how to uh say
0: that in a different way don't set expectations like that that's <laughs> that's no good all right well maybe we'll uh we'll be using some stories from that site we'll have to keep our eyeballs on it see see what's going over there that i've
1: already episode. read a couple of good ones on there i mean uh, uh dr nicole forgren had a good article i started the i read the uh the the one from uh mark Andreessen about technology saves everything or whatever and i was like mm. oh, you're always beating that drum <laughs> yeah 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 but but that's that's their thing right it's like you know we'll just tech our way out of it any any problems we run into uh, but uh they're definitely there's definitely and then uh of course the the one about uh the uh, community um, uh, was it the the call call the community growth one uh was was quite good uh, we'll put that in the show notes but uh yeah i mean they're starting good with content, but you just gotta think in the back of your head are they you know holding their fingers on the scale for their investments?
0: Well, I guess I should correct myself. I'll have to start taking a look at it. <laughs> see, see what's going on there. They, they, they,
1: they launched strong. They launched strong. Yeah, yeah. And the one
2: time. you're talking about. I think the one that probably got the most relevant is community uh, does not equal marketing. Why we need go to yeah. community, not just. go. Oh, is that on there? I that, read that. That one. was that whole one. Yeah. So that's probably uh-huh. one that's of interest to this audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they have an RSS feed because otherwise it won't exist to me. Oh, see what happens. So do we have any, uh, we have any bureaucracy to go over Brandon?
2: We do. So speaking of, uh, company sponsored, uh, content, I wanted to, uh, give a shout out here for the IBM cloud podcast. So it's been restarted by, uh, Dan, our good friend, Dan uh, Bettinger over there at IBM. He's doing a bunch. So he's published a couple episodes that he's hosted. So as we were just talking about, like, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's great to get companies, specific appointments of views kind of mixed in with like kind of industry points of view. So wanted to, uh, always like to see p- people creating podcasts. I think sometimes people make fun of podcasts. There's like too many of them. Like, I don't think so. I like them, you know, and I think it's good for, uh, if you, especially if to follow companies, if you have to keep up for them for your job in any way, like I love a good com- company podcast, especially when they're explaining stuff. So I just want to give him a quick shout out, and then uh, I know coach hey, you're doing. I don't think we've mentioned him in a while. Like, are you, what's the Tanzu? Like, what's the latest uh, podcast on your world that you're you're doing for uh, for your day job?
0: Oh, I do. I do the same one. What's magical is I started doing it again.
2: That's, okay, that's <laughs> uh, the important
0: part. So if you go to uh, tanzutalk.com, dot com, you can you can find that.
2: So you can hear that one. And then Matt, I don't see. know. Do you want to break any news here, Matt? You want to do like a little soft launch of anything you're going to be uh, announcing uh, soon? Uh-huh.
1: i i will be launching a, a, a podcast uh, to talk about event driven architectures um it will probably be on the uh, the nerdier end but uh you know that's that's where where i dwell uh title is a t v uh title t k uh, you know t- unknown yet so everyone mm-hmm. should well, let, send let me Matt's, let me uh, uh
2: <laughs> everyone should send matt suggestions for what the title oh, of, his, uh, of his uh of his company podcast should be i think that would be fantastic
0: Let let me, can I, can I ask, don't answer this, but I want to ask a teaser. Here's what I want to know in your podcast, Matt Ray is, I want to know is, is K native the same thing it's always been, or has it gone through like three different reasons for being? Cause I've been reading up on it a lot now recently. And I feel like, I feel like way back when, when like there was, it started, it was something and then it's become something else. And now it has two things. You don't have to answer it now. And now it has two things that it is. I got this. Three. It's three uh, th- things. So there, okay, good. There, there Hold on. Things. This is
1: for and the podcast, Matt.
2: Out. No, no, no. No, no, this, no, no this, this, this If people want to know, they have to. Like, come on, Matt. You have to leave tectin them with a strong out. teaser. This that, is a strong that's teaser. That's
1: all I want to say. Serving, eventing, and pectin spun out. All right. Three.
2: Hey, also, while you're talking about, already have title suggestions. EDA for oh, life. Good. I like it. I like it. That's a pretty good one from Brian. So, you know, URL is probably still available. EDA for life. I like it. That would be a good one. Consider it, Matt.
1: Consider it. Okay. I'll bring it up with the management.
0: <laughs> well, there's uh, there's no end of conferences nowadays. You know, I uh, I got accepted uh, to DevOps Days Zurich, which is if if I do go to it, which I am hoping to, will be it's in September, the first in person conference uh, that that I'll go to. I also applied to uh, DevOps Days Houston. We'll see if I can end up going there or not uh there's also in that area devops days amsterdam is virtual i uh i don't know how this is going to work they have open spaces and they accepted an open (laughs) space proposal for me uh not for me from me and i I don't know what that means but but we'll see (laughs) it means you 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 cross link your
1: tanzu live stream and you're like come hang out in my in my open space this is what this is what the music will already be playing and then people just pop in and you're like welcome to
0: tanzu talk How's like how's it going? Yeah, uh, but there's also let's see. Uh, the Rabbit MQ Summit is July 13th to 14th. Our our uh, big conference, Spring One, is September 1st and 2nd. There's that conference, July 26th, where you can get some sort of uh, cephalopod related food, if I remember. And uh, it looks like it looks like is it is it that handsome guy with the chiseled face doing the free native eventing training on June 30th, Matt Ray? You know it. Uh, okay. Seb- Sebastian is going to be given three hours of K native training. Oh, per yeah. Pre- wow. Yeah. That, he's going to need an extra large instance for that jawline. Wow, or something. I'm going to work on my jokes. Uh, and then we've already done that other one, but if you want to see a list of conferences, the ones that I mentioned, you can go to softwaredefinedtalkcom slash three Oh six. Those are the conferences that, uh, we think would be good to check out. There's many more out there, but that's what you'll find there. And uh, as always, you should join our Slack channel. We keep track of uh, the links. We'll talk about all sorts of other conversations uh, going on during the week there. And uh, you know, other stuff, just go to software If you're really interested and you can dig in on things now with that, Brandon, what do you have to recommend this week?
2: My recommendation this week is a book called children of time, kind of a dystopian look at the future. Uh, I think it's kind of better. You probably don't know that much about it, but it's, I'll just say it's sort of like, you know, things have gone bad. If, uh, for humanity and then um, some things go weird with evolution leading to some unusual events. So I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Children of time. I found it like kind of a compelling premise. Um, the ending I thought was okay. I think it like, it landed okay. Uh, but I thought like definitely the beginning and middle were really interesting to kind of like, you know, examine some of the, the things that go on or the dilemmas, if you will, that um, evolution provides. So if you're looking for something to listen to check out children of time.
0: All right. How, how about, uh, how about yourself? Uh, other one, Matt. <laughs> other one here. Um, surprisingly
1: my, my recommendation isn't that far off. Uh, I, I read uh, a book called uh, the fifth season, uh, by, um, uh, NK Jemison and, um, I enjoyed it. And it, uh, I, I went ahead and hopped straight to the audiobook sequel. Um, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to see what how the audiobook sounded. And uh, that was actually pretty good, too. So uh, those are my recommendations. Um, it's, it's categorized as sci-fi, but it's almost in the fantasy. But it's also kind of post-evolutionary worlds, you know, things gone wrong. Uh, I enjoyed it. it. Plus, you know, of course, it won like, you know, the Hugo Nebula and, and all those awards. So, you know, it's good.
0: So is it, she wrote the, uh, like, what is it? I can't remember the name and I don't want to insult it with some cheesy thing. The something earth trilogy. Yeah, like, that's what this is. The Broken Earth trilogy. Uh yes. Yeah. Oh, that it's this one. Oh, I've read that. Yeah. That is a good book. Cote, yeah. they're telling us yeah. in
2: fact this is uh, this is classic uh uh software oh, no. recommendations. Oh, uh, no. You've already recommended this, Kote. I'm getting uh, I'm getting updated in the chat that uh you've read yeah, it, yeah. it. So
0: I think I think I read that in uh twenty nineteen or so. So there you go. That Double
2: recommendation. Good. Matt Ray now on oh, it.
0: Oh wow. So. All right. Well, maybe I'll come around to, to, to Brandon's in a year or two. (laughs) No rush. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to throw in a book recommendation in addition to the one that I was, and that is uh, I don't think I've recommended this, but I discovered, I might've mentioned it. I discovered that if you have an audible subscription, you can listen to pretty much everything uh, that PG Woodhouse has written, which is the person who wrote the uh, Jeeves and Wooster or Wooster and Jeeves stuff. And uh, now those are all included so you don't have to pay credits for them. And what you want to do is I was trying to look up his name, but there's one person who narrates it in particular. It's like Cecil something. But you want to find the ones uh that are narrated uh by the Cecil guy and those are the best. I've listened to like four of those books. This is and and they're just very if you if you've never experienced the uh the the Jeeves and Wooster or Wooster and Jeeves or whatever. They're they're very delightful. They're, they literally are a farce is, is what they are. So you should check those out. But what I really wanted to recommend now, I don't know, maybe you could watch it if you don't have kids. It would probably be enjoyable. But my uh, as my dad used to say, my middle daughter, uh, my my middle daughter, Alejandra, is uh, she is on maybe the 15th or 30th viewing of the complete run in Netflix of She-Ra and the Princess of Power. And we're wow. back to reading the books. So I feel like I have watched it at least 0.5 to 0.8 times uh, just in the background. And it is it is a pretty like there's a lot going on in that show. One, it's just like an interesting show on its own. I, You know, it falls down, you know, maybe it's because of my age, but that whole like anime style of animation. Like I grew up on like, you know, Bugs Bunny. And uh, old Disney movies, and I just I don't got time for that shit. Right? Like I don't I don't like that style of animation. But whatever. That's I I know that's my my issue. Uh, and so like it has that style, but that's fine. And uh, so it's nice. But like if if you watch it a couple times, like the first thing that's that's really interesting about it that you'll notice is that uh, the portrayal of the bad guys, or I shouldn't say guys. This is another interesting point of the whole show the portrayal of the bad people the horde the way that they are portrayed is generally thinking that they are the protagonists of their story that they're doing good and that oh, yeah. every, you know like every the other people are the enemy which is like you know i don't think skeletor ever thought that way right like like it's very rare that in, <laughs> not, in like not a, a lot of meta with skeletor yeah like the, you know there's not a lot of kid shows where the where the bad people like think that they are actually the good people. And so there's an interesting, like uh, that's interesting to play with in there. And also, I mean, uh, the the, the it, there's, just, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in that show. So uh, you should check that out, especially if you have kids. It's, uh, right. it's quite enjoyable. So as always, this has been Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 306. And, uh, you know, we stream this over in Twitch. It's just, I don't know twitch.tv slash sdt podcast and uh with that we'll see everyone next time bye 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 exactly you know what the playlist is called it's called b-roll use